Greetings, Community Corps Cadets. Jeff Heimbach here. Uh, just got home literally not too long ago from the whirlwind vacation that was uh, the Epcot 30th anniversary event all week and our live show event, and it was crazy. Um, the live show went really, really well, and you're about to see it or hear it, depending on how you're, how you're listening to this. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I tried to put the pictures of the slides, because we had a lot of slides, in as many, at, at the correct place as I could. Um, I think it did a pretty good job. The only problem is during the interview with Ron Schneider at the end, you really can't see us, so I tried to throw a couple of pictures over there. You can hear us really well, but you can't see us that well. Um, if you're actually listening to the podcast version, you might be a little lost with this, because we do refer to the pictures a lot. We are talking about the picture, so if you don't understand what's going on, head over to uh, CommunicroWeekly.com or over to uh, MiceTube.com, the Mice Chat YouTube channel, so you can see the video and the pictures that we're talking about. But either way, I think it's a really enjoyable show, no matter how you listen to it. Um, it went over really well. Thank you so much to everyone who came out to see it and supported us. I think they all had a great time. We had a great time. I, I think they had a great time. Uh, the live music is fantastic. I got chills when I heard uh, everyone singing along to the theme song, so that was probably one of the, the greatest things ever. But uh, here's the live show. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I can't wait to do it again. So here we go. We're going to start things a little bit differently tonight. We first wanted to thank Dusty and Fishball for my chapter. Yes, thank you, everyone. So thank you very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> Into it and louder, like I am. As we said earlier, the first ten rows are splash zone. Be careful. We've got the guys with us. We're not going to introduce the Communicore Weekly Orchestra. If you can figure out who they are, which one of you will get a special prize at the end of the show. If you guess which one is which, from there. But we're going to start with a sing along, and you have to sing along. That's why it's called a sing along of the Communicore Weekly theme song. The first one's the extended version, correct? Oh, the first one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin any surprises. Just so please sing, George. I know. The 25-minute jam version. We're going to do it twice. Okay, so the first time. We're going to do it twice. Second time, Other songs they will be performing as well. We are paid in beer. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So if you do feel like picking up a beer, they will drink anything at all. Oh, pay for it and bring it up here, and they will do it. So we are here because it is the Communicore Weekly 38 Week Anniversary. This is our 38th show, and we're glad you guys came out. It's also Epcot's 30-year anniversary celebration. No, no big deal. Yeah, this is all about us right now. This is all that we care about. All that we are going to do. 
Jeff included this slide. I thought it was pretty, but that's about it. <laughs> it's a new dawn. It's fine. So obviously, we're here tonight to talk about Epcot's 30-year history. Uh, we have a lot to cover. Hopefully, you know, we want this to be as interactive as possible. Oh, so. Yeah. Feel free to yell at us. Well, not bad things, but you can yell at us. That's cool. Questions. Um, questions are good if you have questions on any of the slides, but we have a lot to go through. Also, we have an interview with Ron Schneider, as you know, the Dream Fighter, who's sitting right here. Right into so, you know we usually start with the Epcot or with uh, Disney history first, but we're going to change it up a little bit since we have so many five-legged goats. Uh, we're going to put them throughout the evening. So we're going to start off with a, a very interesting five-legged goat. You don't know how long it takes us to record a 15-minute show every week. Yeah, really, because of this right here. Oh yeah, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So the horse. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look what's that? It's a five-legged goat. This is, uh, this is, that's George and that's Jeff on the other side. I'm the pretty one. Yes, he's the pretty one. I know this obviously from Spaceship Earth. And yes, uh, I don't know if you guys can actually recognize them, but that's the father and the daughter from the Carousel of Progress that reused the, uh, the handles for that. Um, that was pretty interesting. That was also the first version of the Community Weekly Orchestra. They were not as good as I could see. No, not as good at all. Because they wouldn't wear the leader hosen. They yeah. wanted the newer hosen. Or is that a fez that he's wearing? That's, a, that's not a fez. Is that, well, that fez is too fast. Oh, anyway. Yes. Very cool. They only play for me. They won't play for anybody else. Just me. Exactly. Oh, make a drink. Gotcha. So we're going to look at a little bit of concept artwork and models. Sorry, Leonard. Models of attractions, not models of women. <laughs> I knew that was coming next. I know, sorry. No refunds at this point in time, you're done. But obviously, Epcot history and things like that. Alright, so it is time for Disney history. Yes. We were supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. It's time for Disney history. I'm getting so much better, guys. <laughs> Obviously, this is obviously Walt Disney doing his first prostate exam. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Have your last out of this. Uh, no, he is in a studio right now, and they were recording the Epcot Center film that was uh, done, recorded in 1966, shown in 66 to the legislature, and then in 67 it was shown publicly all over the state of Florida. He's not actually in the studio, or the room. they're in the studio, they're not in the room itself, and if you stare at these pictures long enough like I do, in the top right corner above Walt's head, you can actually see some of the models for, I think that's one of the um, hotels that's going to be around the theme parks, but we don't know. We're there. And just another great photo of Walt with the radial view of Epcot. You want to say anything about it? Or? Walt's pretty too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's that mustache. We love this early model of Epcot Center because it says Communicore at the bottom. That's not the only reason. <laughs> this is one of the earliest. Uh, Incarnations of Epcot. There's uh, the few the community pavilion, communications and the arts and science and technology. Um, it, this is just the future world part of Epcot. Yes. This is before they were really short. Do you guys know what Communicore actually stands for? And Kevin E cannot answer. <laughs> Anybody? Community Core. Wow. Somebody want to yell that out? Community, no. community Core. 
that one. Oh, okay, forget. All right, I won't say that again. We'll go to the next one. Um, <laughs> this is yet another model of uh, Epcot Center. This is still the uh, future world. The design's a little bit different. You still have the the entrance plaza down here with the pavilions on the side. Um, That's oh, World Showcase. Showcase. Yeah, this is where the World Showcase starts. This right here in the middle is when the original idea was still where the American Pavilion was going to be. The first thing you come across, it was going to play host to the other countries, kind of like it does now, just across the lake now. But it would have been the first one you had to go through, because uh, America's awesome, duh. Before you get America. <laughs> America. And, and Canada's nice too. Yeah, Canada's really nice. This, this photo is so blurry because we had to sneak it out of the archives. Um, we're not going to point out anything in particular about this photo at all. But this is what I'm There's one spectacular thing about this image. There is one spectacular thing about this image. The pants. Those pants are amazing. So we've got Marty Sklar, John Hinch, and John Dip. Kirk. Kirk, thank you. C-U-I-R. John Kirk Jr. Yes. Um, discussing, uh, this is a, a pretty close representation of what Epcot was going to turn into. This is one of the, the later models of it. Um, is that the Host Pavilion? Yeah, the Host Pavilion is still there a little bit, but it's not as big as it was in the original one. And you have the two sides for Future World, and it still looks kind of funny. I don't know. Ray Bradbury, who was very instrumental in uh, helping design uh, ideas for Epcot and uh, Space of Earth to begin with. Um, what? Was about to say, oh, oh, yeah. No. Point it out. Point out the host pavilion. That's the host pavilion. So you would have walked through there, and it would have sort of oriented you to the rest of future uh, World Showcase in the countries. And at the top is a fountain that we have from a good source that was sort of like the fountain that's in the middle. And a good source name is Ron. <laughs> He's sitting in the front row. Sitting in the front row. We don't want to give away, to give away too don't much at this point. Yeah. No, no, no. This is a, another model of that pad. Obviously, you've got the Communicore wings. Um, and the, the, I need a pointer, too. Point of well, yeah, but you got to flip That's your finger. Oh, my finger. This was the science pavilion. There's the host pavilion again that you would walk through. and. Uh, no, yeah, that's a post the science one over there. I got a little confused there. From there. And of course, the Energy Pavilion, which w was one of the first ones that was signed up. So that was one sort of looks like what it is. Uh, this this picture we love as well. Um, oh, stop, 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 stop. We would like your help in captioning this photo. Please. We've got a few. Some of them we are not tell you. Some of them we're not going to tell you at this point in time. Anybody want to help us caption this photo, please? Yes, sir. Marty called, need a drink. <laughs> Marty called, need a drink. It's a great reference to uh, the uh, Carousel Progress. Wow. I have not had a beer, believe it or not. It's a big fail. Anybody else? Yes. Do you think it'll roll away? Do you think it'll roll away? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I've never visited the John Hench Pavilion before, but I really Yeah. I thought it was a members-only jacket, but I wasn't sure. Uh, any others before you hear my really bad and inappropriate one? In the back, yes. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. The Playgirl spread Men of Epcot. The Men of Epcot. Oh! The Playgirl spread the Men of Epcot. Uh, Andy, did you? I know you had what you were thinking of. It was not appropriate. 
Um, I would say, uh, thinking uh, Ben Stiller saying uh, it's a theme park for ants. It's a theme park for ants. <laughs> four times bigger. Yeah, at least four times bigger. The safe one that we had was this is their uh, online profile for the Dated Imagineer site. <laughs> so anybody lonely wants a date with an Imagineer at any point in time, these are your two choices. And that's why they're still there. Um, anybody besides Alex, go back, one last one. Anybody besides Alex that's under the age of 18 in this room? Uh, thank you, anyways. This is the Making of Me Pavilion. Right there! That's how the pavilion is made. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, let's move along. Move on. This is closer to what we see in real life. Yes, you can tell the American Adventures now across the pond now, as opposed to being right here. But the, the two sides of Communicore are right there. Epcot is gold, don't know why. Probably hard to clean. Probably. And we've got the Century 3, we're pretty sure that's Century 3 over there for Horizon. And we've got the Imagination Pavilion over here. The Funky Tower in the bottom. Yeah, we're not totally sure what this one is. I'm um, not totally sure. I don't know, but that's the land over there. The Funk Pavilion. The Funk Pavilion. Yeah, I like I'll it. Take the funk we'll do that. With George Clinch. Okay. We like this one because we would love to walk through a solid old Epcot. <laughs> I want to go on the Spaceballs ride. Yes, the Spaceballs yes. ride. <laughs> solid old Epcot would be beautiful. Unless you get stuck in it, exactly. This is a pretty famous photo, a photo painting by Herb Ryman. It's the Science and Invention Pavilion or Technology Pavilion. For some reason, it built. And uh, the space ball ride again. Just because I'm like, because like, we, we, we think this is commuter. This is one of the commuter core buildings because you've got the monorail coming through. You got the guy. You're looking at one of the pre-world key kiosks, which somebody wrote an article on my chat a week ago or so. We'll mention any names. Um, next, next, next. And uh, did you want to say anything about this in particular? Just, I just love the design. I just like the, the nice panoramic view that they had to kind of give the feel of what they wanted the entire area yeah. to look like. And, um, and sometimes we threw our work in and we're like, we like that. We'll figure out what it is later. Oh, it's later. And, and we don't know what it is. <laughs> but that's okay. It looks nice. And that, uh, this is uh, the universe of energy. Yeah, the early version of Ellen's Energy Dreams uh, featuring Bill Nye. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are the reflectors that are now on top of the building, but. They were originally going, going to be on the side to help power the ride. So you could ride on sunshine. Oh, <laughs> uh, then it's closed. The ride's closed, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. We asked you the questions. Ask the questions. There was no planter. How was he supposed to know it's a planter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a rumor that planters are used fairly often to hide things, but we don't know. We cannot confirm nor deny the planter theory. Uh, a great model with little orange people walking around the universe of energy. This is the Oogaloopa version. The Oogaloopa version. <laughs> this is covered in, in the overhead model we had shown earlier. We're pretty sure this is like it's a science and technology. No, this is the space. Oh, that's right. This is the space. That's right. This rock just was a dead giveaway. Duh. Yes. And this was Tony Baxter's early design uh, for the land pavilion. for the land pavilion itself, with the bio the biodomes and. Um, the, I like the observation tower going over the, the rest of. Uh, so you can see the rest of you know, all the work that's going on down here. Which one? Yeah. The one right vehicle, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They actually made it into the land now. 
Uh, this is inside uh, one of the, the spheres. Uh, with the, the Hershey Park kissing Sorry. rides? What? The Hershey Park kissing rides? <laughs> yeah, this is the Hershey kissing tower, yeah. yeah. Is that what it is? I don't know. And of course, an incredibly awesome oh. 70s model with the leaded glass. However, for those of you who said before, I think those are planters out front. This place is It's closed. It's closed. It's gone. Sorry. We've got to turn around now. Thank you. And this is what we ended up with. This is the last video today. This little uh, concept drawing of it. Without the Soren building. Without the Soren building. Anybody know what this is? What's this supposed to be? Yes, the Space Pavilion. Because you've got the lady selling cigars. Cigarettes. I like this sweet little uh, space helmet. She's got a space helmet going on. So she can bring it. Nobody else can. They're all out of luck, guys. They are fine and dandy. You guys want a cigar? I can smoke it. You can. And Ray Bradbury looking at the model. We think it is other giants. Looking at the model of the Space Pavilion way back when, which obviously didn't get built, but it's kind of cool. And this is a great piece of concept artwork for what we got before Mission, or this could have been before Mission Space. It looks I awesomer know. than Mission Space. <laughs> <laughs> looks increasingly awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, yes. We like, we like it a lot. And this is... Oh my God. Happy Little Robots. It's Bob Ross. Oh, it's Bob Ross. <laughs> we just loved it so much. We love it. Thank you guys. Happy Robots. We just love the Horizons model. He's controlling the world. That's a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship going to the moon. Sorry. And this was the largest miniature set that had been built. Yes. For she did. She really? In home? <laughs> no. It was in a hangar at Burbank Airport. And before I moved down here, she said, you got to see what I'm working on. She said, take me down to Burbank Airport. And I got to see this thing set up in a hangar. It was amazing. Oh, fantastic. So, so you guys stomping it like Godzilla when you're there? Yes. That's what I would yeah, have so. Absolutely fantastic. And a, a great model from the world of motion. I like the expression on the horse's eyeballs. Yeah, they're pushing. <laughs> I've never seen a horse look like that before, guys. There's something wrong with that horse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a story for later, sir. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this was this was the concept art for the American Pavilion. I mean, the host pavilion when it was the host pavilion. When you were going to leave, yes, America. And this is going to tell the story. And wow, there's so many amazing things we should say about this. But we won't because it's inappropriate. Yeah. Wow. It's our America. Everybody. We're too much to bar. And the churro, the tossed churro. But the guy looks kind of happy. That's weird. He's looking at somebody. You're right, white man. Okay. A nice model of the Brazil. Not Brazil. This is Morocco. Morocco. Because it's got a fair. It's not fancy. Fences are cool. Fences are cool. Fences are cool. Yay. <laughs> this could be any Epcot World Showcase pavilion you'd like it to be, basically. We basically only know if it's Italy. We're pretty sure it's Italy, because there's puppet show. There's puppet show. It's not the Italy. It's imagine your sneezes. Thank you. That's beautiful. And the African Pavilion was never built. Another piece by Herb Ryman. Now, th this right here, um, there, there's another uh, slide we have later on, but this was supposed to be a little ledge that you can look out over a African savanna, kind of like it is in Mexico right now, but uh, with the pyramid and stuff. 
Is um, it an African savannah in Mexico? Well, it would be the Mexican pavilion there. Oh. Um, but it would have rear projections because there was a watering hole down there, and the animals would come through the rear projections and look like they were drinking from the water. It was supposed to be really, really cool. We just never got it. Instead, and then they we drank got the Disney World water and fell over yeah. and died. <laughs> they had the flushing bacteria in there, and they all died, so I had to close it down. I'm just kidding, guys. Yes. And here's a great model with the African pavilion in the center hut, is what we believe. Would be. We weren't there. And close up. Yeah, this, this is what it would have looked like. It would have looked over in the other direction, a, uh, a fake African savanna with a mortar and hole. <laughs> I just love this concept artwork because obviously the 70s in Mexico, everything was gold, solid gold. But we're looking at it and everybody is pointing at the center, drawing our attention to the center. We have no idea. Or they're pointing to the they're look, looking at the Indiana Jones ride and the crystal skull right here. That's what it is. That's what it is. Love it. Mm -hmm. It does look like a waterfall now. That or it's one of those things that has the strings with the oil coming down them. Whatever. I like this chick's dress. It's cool. Martina. She likes Broadway shows. She likes Broadway shows. Awesome. We just thought this was the after work pavilion. Here I'm done today. Let me throw my jacket on my sleeve. Roll up my sleeves. Throw on down with my best girl. Yes. And the guy that's look, we've got to talk about the time travel. Oh yes, yes. That is me. That's George. Yes. See, 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 see. If I was wearing all black and with somebody, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So that's me. Time travel exists in concept. Your wife's gonna be angry. You're with that girl. Yeah. Please, please be angry. Yeah. 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 I thought that was you. Right, so, no, okay. Anyways, next. Great fuzzy concept art with the Japan Fantastically Italy. fuzzy photo we have. Oh, fantastically fast. What? Well, yeah. I'm kind of twisted with the uh, And we, we like this one because this was one of Sam McKinn's designs, Sam McKim. And he designed a lot of Disneyland. And this is one of the first designs where they actually conceptualized the architectural details of the countries instead of being the large, like a mall. Where you could just everybody had the same storefront, but this one you could actually see the country, the architecture, and everything like that. It's important. That's a serious one there. Plus, the boats are cool. I like boats. Yes. <laughs> Not a bob around boats. Not bob around. And this is just. Okay. I mean, I'm just waiting for Mr. Bill or Gumby <laughs> to come at the bottom. This is obviously the Canada Pavilion, right? 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 Yes. It's Hogwarts. That's what it is. It's Hogwarts. <laughs> what? 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 It's another great concept art of France, because this one has the circular uh, cinema instead of the 180 that we've got now. So but I think they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, and screens. Like screens that yes. out of? Screens. They ran out of screens oh. from there. So, and the Japan Pavilion concept model. Again, a lot of these... I know. I, love I like these people the yeah, most out of, out of uh, the concept. Where, down here? Yes. Is that pigeon? Yes, that is. <laughs> They're model pigeons. Man, this is realistic, man. Yeah. This is there's no expense. <laughs> this is a, an unbuilt ride that was going to be for the uh, Japan Pavilion, um, Omnimover. Yep. Um, are those swastikas? <laughs> what? what? Are those swastikas? Are those swastikas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think this is World War II Japan Pavilion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think those are Ninja Throne stars. <laughs> But it's a great concept art with it. Never even done it. I love Tumblr. Yeah. 
We're not going to tell you who said that in the back, very, very back. It wasn't me. It was the, uh, the African uh, pavilion. We just fell in love with the models. This, uh, the two tusks here, were supposed to go into a place called the Sound Safari, where it wouldn't be a real safari, but it was supposed to be a fake one with animal sounds playing all around you in 360 degrees. Um, like Drew Carey cutting your hair. Yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> what we love, too, about this is the, the photographer. This one right here? No, up, up, up with the blue pants. Oh, the blue pants guy, yeah. That is, that is Corey Disbro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, be, might be Andy Castro, that's true. But we don't know what he's taking a picture of. The women in the, the blue are the people standing well, up, here. and they're looking at somebody. It's very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. But that's okay. It's just a great concept uh, concept model with all the buildings. You can see the show buildings behind it. And you, also, you can notice uh, Mexico is over on this side, yep. which is obviously not where it is today. It's all on the other side. Yep. And you've got this strange church-looking facility. And, uh, yep. It's very cool. We could look at the spirals, but we won't. Because we could. The backside of pavilions. The backside of pavilions. With screws on the top. So I'm going to get them open to fix things. I get to do that with the Yeti. I'm old. That's next year's show. Live show. Okay. Oh, sorry. So uh, we're going to do a, a little uh, George Book of the Week segment. In yes. Very short one. He's a but we all like to hear him speak So listen up to the words from his feet It's George's Book of the Yeah, it's like, uh, 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 so, um, my book of the week is very short. There are three different Epcot Center books that you can do. Oh, I get to do this? Sweet! Can I point this at people too? That's Kevin here. Okay, anyways. He gave me the, oh, my finger was in front of it from there. So there are three different Epcot books. Walt Disney's Epcot, Walt Disney's Epcot Center, and Walt Disney's Epcot Center creating the living world of the future of new tomorrow, something like that. So if you collect books and you're looking for the Epcot book by Richard Beers, remember there are three of them. And obviously different sizes. Had a very tiny one, which isn't as cool as the other ones that are big and massive. Uh, the way that you can tell the difference, there is a 1982 pre-opening version of the book and a 1982 post-opening version of the book. The difference is what they used. If they used models, well you can't see that one, but if they used models on it or if they used a real photo of the pavilion over there, they still had the model because the land wasn't finished, so you can look at it quickly and see what that one is. Or if they used a model or a real image of the world of motion. Which, which, one of the, which one of the versions is better of the books? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as you have the big ones, because size in this case is important for what it is. The text is exactly the same. You do need to buy both of them, and I have them for sale late. No, I'm just kidding. It's half kidding. I'm half kidding. You can only have like five copies of each. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. So, and the problem is, just remember, if you're going, you can always look, and if there's models of the, uh, whoop, yeah, models of the pavilions, it's the pre, otherwise it's post. So, yay. That was really hard to talk and control that thing at the same time. Sorry. That's the skills. That's impressive. <laughs> oh. Sometimes you might see it. Sometimes you don't. Hey, look what's that. It's a five-legged goat. Yay! 
Oh, we have a yes. question. Yes, Sorry. Andy, in the front. Yeah. You mean go to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to stretch this out. we got another song after this. Yes. No, yeah. no, no, no. We're no, 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 these right here are in the Living with the Land Ride right now. Uh, they were originally built for the Western River Expedition that was supposed to be here in Florida instead of Pirates of the Caribbean. However, when uh, Walt Disney World opened, our Magic Kingdom opened, people, people wanted the Pirates. Which, they knew about the Pirates. Yeah, they heard about the Pirates on, on the West Coast and they wanted it here. So Everybody wants Pirates. They had to recycle these. They I guess they kept them locked up somewhere and they uh, <laughs> just put them in here. There's also another five-legged goat on this ride, which we don't know about completely, so maybe some of you can help us. Uh, there is this farmhouse here with the mailbox out front. Now, the RFD stands for Rural Farm Delivery, which is how farmers used to get their, their mail back in the day so they wouldn't have to go into town. It was rural and they were farmers. Yeah, exactly. They had deliveries the made. The 82 is the year that Epcot opens. We have no idea who the hell B. Jones is. None. Uh, we, we can't figure it out. Dave Smith, he has no idea. Do you know what I mean? oh Please tell me Go back to the bicycle slide. Oh, I was going to sit down in front of Well, we're done. Thank you. The interior of the bison is filled with projectors. The fire that was raging in the distance was being projected by these projectors that were inside the bison. The back side of them, away from us, is wide open. They're so the back side of a bison is hollow, regardless. Wow. The, the, the prairie fire in the background was all projected from inside the bison. Wow. Obviously you didn't. Well, awesome. But then, of course, nobody really knows who B. Jones is. It could be somebody yeah it could have been a television show barnaby jones that was on could have been a mother or father of an imagineer that worked on the ride a friend somebody that just liked b jones uh we have we'll give you free stuff if you can figure it yeah. out but we, we have to have no confirmation probably probably because sometimes the name of a farmer is just the name of a farmer <laughs> we have no idea thank you exactly thank you very much we call this section building a better mouse because we've got some awesome construction. They're selling this in the gift shop right now. You can build your own. Build your own spaceship Earth. I don't know how you're getting those on the plane, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. That so. is not a carry-on, trust me. That's no. right. It's a slide, it's, yeah, so the slide puzzles. Thank you very much. Ooh. This is actually underneath the American Adventure. This is where all the uh, animatronics and sets are stored. Yep. Um, they're all they're, pretty compact. They rise up. There. Yeah, they rise off. Uh, some of them. Yes, they can fly. fly. <laughs> they can fly. We're not asking anything at all. Uh, this guy. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Nobody knows. We can't confirm anything at this point in time. I think he's conducting an orchestra. <laughs> yes. Sure. That's probably what he's doing. We love it. And a close up because he's awesome. I don't know who that was. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Thank well, that you. explains it. There's nothing else we need to say about this, but it's awesome. Um, this is obviously the height of technology yes. at the top center. Uh, this is what ran the entire park right here, this little computer. Ran everything. That, I don't know, that was an extra seat. Yeah. I don't know what else. It was, was a coffee seat. table for an imaginary. There we go. Just love the photo. Lovely orange. Just a great photo. This is from Horizons. Uh, that's Jules Verne in the capsule with a chicken and a dog. I don't know why you'd want to take a chip, but I guess you got eggs. What, what's a dog for? <laughs> I used to kill the chicken when you were. I don't know. Something? I never understood it. Yeah, that, that's when they were programming. Yeah, probably trying to get all the itself. 
actions correctly. Just love the uh, the map. Yeah, that the old school Epcot map. Is there a coming soon one on this? I don't remember if there is on this one. Uh, no. no. Living for, I mean, for one yeah. of the pavilions. No, there isn't. Just no. kidding. Norway! Uh, this is the, the famous mural. Uh, I love this thing. Um, we said in a past show that this still existed somewhere, I think, didn't we? This one? And we're, we're not sure if it does to the shows I suffered through Yeah, that's it was in some office somewhere, but I you know, somebody emailed me after yeah. that and said they yeah. they haven't seen it. Um, it might still be there covered up somewhere, I'm not sure. I hope they didn't destroy it because this is a beautiful piece of artwork. It's gorgeous. It uh, another one of the underwater I'm sorry, another one of the massive sets that they designed for uh, Horizons, Horizons where they choose your own ending adventure. This is the inside of the space of Earth right here. Uh, you can see the, the framework. It's a pretty massive structure. I mean, we know it's huge when you walk past it, but when we're, we're, we're it. assuming this is the back side. Right. Oh, this is Horizons. That's, That's right. right. I'm sorry, Ron. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Next slide. Oh my god. Oh, that one I meant is Spaceship Earth. I'm yeah, sorry. that was Spaceship Earth. We have these in the wrong order. It's a model. <laughs> you got really accurate with the cranes in there, then. Yes. We have those cranes today. Yeah, they're by uh, the Fantasyland. Yes. Oh, yes, we do. Of course, the universe of Spaceship Earth. And of course, that is the very first piece that was poured for the world of motion. It's right? The exact center, isn't it? For the center of the center? Yeah. <laughs> body wars. Before it was body wars, before it would really have made you sick wars, I think. But it was a real omni mover type attraction. I like From the, the Jetsons. Pond people right here. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's very terrifying. A nightmare. Another construction photo. This is cool. More. More construction, yay. The park was pretty busy that day. They only filled up one side of the park, but still, it was there. Toy <laughs> <laughs> Park of the Night TV or something like that. And that guy was scaling something there. No, this only for the World of Motion. Yeah, they're installing the, uh, the guys for the World of Motion in there. Yep. He is riding the crane, yes. Fast pass. Fast pass, thank you very much. Fast pass, thank you very much. More construction. Yeah, a nice uh, little aerofoil. You see how big the building is. But that's important, obviously. Look at that. This is before the uh, the headstones they installed yes, were yes. put out front. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one a lot better without the headstones, guys. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And before the loose site fountain was installed as well. Yeah, it's going to look like it's a construction, that, right? Yes, yeah. yes. All the time. That's not dinosaur gurney. No, that is for Ellen's uh, energy dream again. Yep. Well, it wasn't always Ellen's energy dream, but... There we go. These oh guys are out of their minds, right? I need to, I gotta sit for a second. Jeez. We're pretty sure they were filming a commercial of some sort, but we're not really it's sure. It's not so bad up here, I think. But Ooh. this guy... <laughs> I don't know what they're paying them, but it's not enough. <laughs> Yeah, these guys standing straight up too are crazy. Come on, let's move. Sorry, George. Sorry, getting a little dizzy there. Uh, building the uh, American Adventure. American Adventure right here. Merck. Merck. Now the shot, you can see how extensive the show building is and some of the stuff that's in the background. What, the show building? Yeah. Because the mold, that's what they have. No. Very back building, way in the back. 
is where the projector is for the rear screen oh. projection. Because the rear screen projection has such a long throw to be that wide behind everything. So that building is built pointed backwards like that because the projector is all the way in the back so it gets a clear throw to the rear screen of the, uh, the stage ship. Awesome. Yes, he does. That's Ron Snyder. It's just as Ron. Professional know-it-all. Thank you. He wrote a book. Yes, he did. We were talking about it. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. We'll plug that in a minute. Yes. No. That'd be nice. We could sell some of those. Um, anyway. A nice little aero photo of the, uh, the World's Showcase right yep. here. And he's another talking area. about Epcot Park. Again, another very busy day at Epcot, as you can see. Wait, I like, I like the cloud ride up here. Yes, that's a good cloud ride. Very nice. The Communicore buildings, because that's all we care about. Yeah, we don't care about anything else. Nothing else. Those. In the parking lot again. <laughs> guys, I love the Eastern Pavilion. I don't know about you guys. But it's the best one in the house. The land of the Bible. The old meets the new. Future site, we're still waiting. And a great photo of him painting that wonderful mural. <laughs> You've told me to take point of this one since you love this story. <laughs> it's a bathroom break, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Right there. Yes, it's where the Markham Pavilion is right now. And uh, obviously all that was there, all anybody wanted, let's go to the bathroom right there, because we've got France and we've got Japan at the top. So, it's a bathroom break, yay! Speaking of bathroom breaks... Sometimes it's a one! Sometimes it's a two! When you gotta go, what you gonna do? It's a bathroom break. <laughs> this is a very, very special bathroom break. A very special bathroom break. We'll be right back. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Now, some of you may have already seen this bathroom this evening. If you drank a lot before you started the show. But this is the Norway VIP. <laughs> and it's over there! Behind us! You can use this one tonight if you want. Yes, you can have your own real live bathroom break. Um, we'll it's go with you. Wrong. It's really weird. And Kavinner, I looked at that. I was like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can try that. Uh, we we didn't take pictures inside the women's restroom, obviously. So we got the men's room right. But here. it's got those great push lights that you push them and they turn on. That you hang on the closet wall. Awesome. Of course, for all the women that want to see what a men's restroom looks like, they are that close. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not that no, no, not that no, not that no. This is an exceptionally clean one. Yes, yes. it was. Another view, because it's just awesome to see it. And that's a urinal, guys. <laughs> it's such a great look, too. I mean, it's like a bowl. <laughs> I was like, wow. It's <laughs> vibing. Ooh, another five-legged goat. Imagine that. Sometimes you might see Sometimes you don't. Hey, look what's that? It's a five-legged goat. Hey! hey. 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 Anyone want a goat? Elephant, dog, chicken? Well, no, we do. We do have a five-legged goat that was made for us. <laughs> 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 hey! When a fan makes you a gift, you're excited by it. What? Was I not supposed to show? No? Oh, well, then this five-legged goat. Oh. It's a leg, Alex. It's a leg. It's a leg. 
This is what we have where the African pavilion was supposed to be, sort of. We got the awesome, uh, we're gonna sell coke here pavilion. Not the drug, Coca-Cola guys. Coca-Cola. Yes it is, yes it is. I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, We're gonna say uh, Gibanda. Yeah, it's Swahili. They used to have drums that they sold here, so it actually means good beats. Uh, they no longer sell drums there. They they sell Coca Cola. They actual sell beats. you know actual eats. Actual no, beats. beats. No, good beats. beats. Yeah. Yeah. And five bucks, they will give you a good beat down. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what it originally used to be. Okay. Oh uh, yes. All right. So now we got a couple of photos. Uh, for those Crump. of you that don't know, Jeff is working on the biography of Rolly Crump. It's a cute story. He doesn't like to brag about himself, or as I like to brag about me, and him occasionally. Um, the publisher's in the room right now. You can tell how awesome this idea is. The book should come out before Christmas? Yes. The mid-November, the perfect Christmas gift after you buy Ron Schneider's book. So Jeff has access to a lot of Rolly's artwork, and some of these things have not been seen before. Some of these are amazing and fantastic. A lot of these of are actually are... owned by Disney, the images, so they yes. won't be in the book, so I figured we can show you guys here. Um, and they're insane. They're Jeff's going to talk about awesome. most of this. All right, so this right here is uh, the Life and Health Pavilion that he uh, designed. Right here in the middle is the Care of Self prog of Progress. Um, no, I'm sorry, Care of Self Carousel. Um, this had a bunch of little things around it. There are little marionettes and stuff that all detail different ways to help keep good health. Um, right here is the Theater of the Mouth. It would have been an interactive show. Um, it's gigantic teeth. It's actually kind of frightening if you think about it. I'm not going to kind of. watch something. Um, pretty scary. Uh, back here is the You Bet Your Life gambling hall. Uh, that's a hard one for that. Not as sinister as it sounds, actually. But let's see what else we got next here. Uh, this is uh, the C's building that he, that he helped design. Uh, actually, some of these ideas, he when Disney didn't take them, he used with uh, Jacques Cousteau later on for and, uh, the ocean centers that were never built as well. But a, a lot of it's, <laughs> so none of this was built. No, none of this was built, but it's, but it's still cool to see what his idea for the Living Seas would have been like. More macabre. Uh, yeah, this, this is another one of the Living Seas. This was supposed to be a biodome that you can breathe inside and you can look out and you can see the seas out there. I don't know. Uh, this is an interesting idea. that We kind of got a version of this today, not nearly as cool, but when they were talking about Epcot, they wanted stuff for kids to do as well, so they wouldn't be bored in the World Showcase Pavilion. So he came up with Eptot, where he would take all the different pavilions and make a kid's version of it, kind of like a playground, so they can hang out and while their parents are you know, doing the other stuff, the kids would be playing. Like This one is uh, the land, obviously, uh, flowers and stuff. He wanted to make it whimsical for the kids. Uh, this one is the, the Living Seas that he did. It actually has nothing to do with space. I don't know why the Pluto thing is there, but he assured me it was the Living Seas. But, but. But who knows. This one is part of the Living Seas as well. I do like this, this sea creature right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone say it looks like figment? I think it looks like figment. It does look it like, figment like figment a little like bit. It's the dragon from the submarine. Yes. The dragon from the submarine right now. Another cool one. I, just, I don't know. He comes up with some crazy designs. Half of them, he doesn't even remember what the hell they are anymore. But uh, they just yeah, look really, really cool. <laughs> Another one, gigantic dragon head right here. And, and a mouth you're supposed to walk. Yeah, you're bottom. supposed to walk through that mouth. That's frightening too. I don't know if I'm going to do that. So. No. Yeah. He, so we had a whole bunch of them. 
Um, and eventually they decided, nah, we're not going to do this. And instead we got Kit Kat and Duffy instead. So, yeah, not really a good trade-off, to be honest with you. Uh, these are some of the designs he made for the Life and Health Pavilion. Uh, there was going to be a show inside the theater of the mouth, and there were going to be bad guys inside of it. And this was going to be one of them, Sin Cigarette. Uh, alcohol. Wobbly <laughs> 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 puppet show called the Disney Crew that traveled around the schools in this area uh, that was uh, against drinking and smoking and uh, very things. And Big Alcohol was one of the characters. I voiced Big Alcohol on the show. Yeah. And I had so much fun with him and made him so likable that they had to go in and re-record re re <laughs> the whole show because the kids love Big alcohol. <laughs> awesome. You gotta start moving. But Nick Oteen and Big Alcohol and a couple of the characters were all puppets in the show. They really toured the schools huh. in, in uh, Florida. Did they, did they look like these designs? No, they did not look like this. The names are so cool. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, one of his original drawings for the, uh, uh, the Life and Health Pavilion. Kind of different. It's kind of hard to read some of the, the writing in there, I'm sorry. For that. Uh, this is the You Bet Your Life gambling hall. Um, there, the casino. Yeah, it, looked, it was supposed to be like a casino-like feel. Over here, um, there, it was an interesting game where you would have a gun and you would shoot one of the foods that were here that had cake, they had uh, healthy snacks too, like apples, and then you would also have to shoot one of the activities up there and it would tell you how long you would have to do the activity for um, to burn off the calories for whatever snack that you actually ate. Kind of That's cool. work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, another view of the, uh, the Life Health Pavilion. Uh, the Theater of the Mouth. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Still pretty frightening. Yeah. But they look really happy to be yeah. in there. I can see a lot of screaming kids in there. A lot of screaming kids. Uh, one of the bad guys there was going to be the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Notice the, the change dispenser right here. It's like, uh, give you some money. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's three villains that combine together to make one. So we have germs with the sweet top hat. Uh, we have sugar as well. Sorry, guys. And uh, saliva. I do like the spit that he drew going out there. And you combine the three of them, and you get plaque. Uh, Monster piece who gives me nightmares. Yeah, that is a t-shirt right there. That's, that's definitely a t-shirt. I'm seeing him and Mickey. Oh, up at the top. Wow. Nice. Even notice that that was a good image. Pretty cool. Stop the presses. Reprint most of the time. Uh, these are part of the stuff on the, the carousel, car carousel. Each one would give you a little tip how to keep yourself healthy. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 the proper yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love this. Uh, if you're feeling fit and strong with well-balanced meals, you can't go wrong. That's it. Uh, I do like how you know he has the, the knife and, and the fork here being part of the Ferris wheel. Oh, it's a spoon too. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't notice that before. Attention. Look. Listen. Something. 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 Smile. Listen. Let's make our smile better. Whatever. <laughs> Is that a child? Yes, it is. Child with a mustache. I think it's from Russia, I'm not sure. 
there's Mr. Trump. Man, I love his tie right here. It's a great, great tie. Uh, it is it's like a suit jacket. I love it. Um, here's a, yeah, he's giving this presentation here to uh, health educators because a lot. One of the big things I want to do was get, bring health educators in so they can make it correct. You know, they don't want to give out false information to people. So here he was presenting to people to make sure he had the right information, uh, even though they didn't use any of it anyway. Uh, this is original uh, idea for the land pavilion as well. Uh, this is a... Uh, it's a biome for the land pavilion. Right? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, you can see the, the yep. boat ride going through right here as well on the bottom. Oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kitchen Cabaret, which is one of my favorite, favorite shows of all time. Rolling was very instrumental in this one and uh, in Food Rocks as well when they replaced it. Um, You didn't like Food Rocks? Sorry. Uh, Rolly talking yeah, about the land. Awesome uh, mustache. Jeff Burke and Doris. Uh, so uh, yeah, her, that's her name. Yeah, that's exactly who it is. And again, Rolly was some of his team with the uh, the Life Health Pavilion right there. Ron Schneider and the right Yeah, I was saying that Ron's right there. Ooh. Wow. Looking good, Ron. Now we're treating white screen. Nice. White screen, thank you. Uh, here's some, okay, some we're going to do these stuff. real quick because we're yeah. running through time. Yeah. Weird Circus in Epcot from 1994. Whose idea was that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's go. That's embarrassing. Okay, okay, this is important. This is very good one. John Frost buying the first ticket to Epcot Center ever from the Disney block. Oh. One laugh. No one knows who John Frost is. That's fine. Kevin Yee? Anyways, come here. Love the uh, Odyssey. Oh, that was that, oh, was, that was Norm. Storm and Norm. The so, Odyssey uh, restaurant right here, which we tried to book but couldn't. Yes. So it's, this hurts us. Um, <laughs> <things are nightmares. laughs> uh, these things are incredibly scary. Uh, I don't remember these as a kid, and thank God because it was gone before you were alive. Yeah, yeah probably. But this is part of the World Showcase parade. This, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. this poor little girl. Uh, she is getting therapy right now. The scary about this is Richard Nixon, the child, right here. So, anyway, okay, we can ask him a few questions because we are running a little bit shy. So, so can we do skip music? No, no, that's the best part. Sing, sing. Alice, come on, Alice. If you're looking for the Anything you want. Any question at all. Not please. social security number though. Norm's got a Norm's question. Got a question. Hang on, I'm coming over to your door. Well, I was gonna. <laughs> we always hear uh, about you talking about Splash Mountain. So can you tell me why that is your favorite ride? The drop. That's it. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have a question for Alex? I have a question. Oh, yeah, I was got one. So recently, there was an episode of your show where Jeff proposed to your mom. Whose idea was it for him to get married? Was it your idea or was it Jeff's idea? Jeff's. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're thrilled, Alex. <laughs> All these people are here to see you. Uh, 
you want to expand on your splash mountain answer anymore or no? What do you like about splash mountain? Go ahead. When, when it's dark and at the end of the drop. <laughs> when you're going around and you can see everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right, that works. Thank you, Alex. Oh, Alex, do you have a question? I have a question. No, I have a question. Oh, sorry, you wonder that way. Is Animal Kingdom a full day or a half day park? <laughs> 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 yeah, half day.
what is the official name for that? The Dreamcatcher. The Dreamcatcher. Uh, on the sheet music for the ride, there also is another. Oh wait, no, I took that one out. Sorry, but there also is another tribute, the Dean Finder tribute. Uh, obviously, to we the covered that in an episode. We, just, we did cover that in an episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so as you know, we have uh, Ron Schneider here, who Yay. is the original Dean Finder. I don't get a mic, so I'll just surf the web while you guys do this. Actually, I have questions in there. Oh, you can surf the web. I could try. Hi, Ron. Hi. Thanks Hello. for coming back to Thank in the hot seat. So, um, what's new? I like the drop. <laughs> well, well played. That's that's fun. <laughs> so what else? Yeah, so you're obviously what you know know a lot about Epcot history, right? So, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit how you got started in the role of Dreamfinder and how you got there? Well, and I'll make this quick because I've told the story too many times. Um, I was working at Epcot. I was working at right, I was working at Disneyland at the Commercial Review, understudying Wally Bogue, which was a dream of mine. And um, I attended a seminar at Disney University, uh, conducted by Tony Baxter, and he uh, talked about Journey to Imagination. He held up a picture of Dreamfinder and Figment, and I took one look at the picture and went, I want to do that. <laughs> um, he was going to be the only uh, Disney character at Epcot. Uh, he represented all of imagination, and everything about it just uh, struck me as something that uh, I would love to do. And so I uh, contacted a friend of mine who worked in the sound department, he gave me a recording of the Dreamfinder's voice, and when I went to pick that up at uh, Wet Enterprises, I got to meet Tony and Barry Braverman, who were working on the pavilion. They showed me the first scene of the ride, the, the, the turntable scene with the Dreamcatching machine. I got to see that run. They just programmed that. And he spent uh, an afternoon telling me all about the character and about the uh, evolution of the, of the ride. And uh, so when I went to, um, uh, I went back to Disneyland to uh, work another day at the Golden Horseshoe, I went to the head of talent booking and said, listen, you can have this Dreamfinder character strolling around, I'd like to do it. And uh, so he called the head of entertainment out here, who turned out to be an old friend of mine from the 60s, who was head of Epcot Entertainment, God bless him, and um, I wound up being brought out here and did the, uh, uh, I was the first Dreamfinder. And I got to do bits and pieces of the ride too, because I could do the voice of the Dreamfinder, so I got to fill in a couple of lines in the attraction that hadn't been uh, completed by Chuck McCann. Chuck McCann did the original voice, uh, he's a very talented man. He did uh, was based, uh, a voice based on Frank Morgan, who was the voice of the Wizard of Oz from the uh, NGM film in 1939. And so, because I could match him, I got to do one of the couplets in uh, the realm of science. I was skylocked and saw towards outer space. Imagine yourself in an infinite place. And then I was. Uh, the Dreamfinder on the camera crane at the end, I was, uh, Big and I have enjoyed our journey into imagination with you. So we got to do that, and uh, spent five years with the little purple dragon strolling around uh, through the pavilion. Um, I thought since this was the anniversary, I'd talk a little bit about uh, what it was like to open the park. I love walking around um, uh, new theme parks just before they open and everything's dirty and getting cleaned up and hosed down. And everybody's pulling together to get the thing up and running. The journey to imagination was uh, nowhere near ready. We had three attractions 
in the original Dream to Imagination. We had the extensive ride, we had the image works upstairs, and we had uh, the 3D film Magic Journeys, which there was a chance it wasn't going to be ready. And the director, Murray Lerner, was dragging his feet because he wanted it to be just right. And so we, we filmed the preview of film to run in the Magic, uh, the Magic Eye Theater that would tell people about the ride and would be hosted by the Dreamfinder. And I shot this thing uh, a couple weeks before we, I moved out here to Florida. Uh, Mike Jitlove, if you're a film buff, you probably know who Mike Jitlove is, a brilliant stop-motion animator. And he directed the live-action segment of that, and we ran all around uh, Imagineering in California filming that. Uh, the film was never used in the pavilion because Murray Lerner heard they were going to put another film in his theater, and he wasn't going to stand for that. So Magic Journeys was there when we opened. Uh, the preview film was uh, the clips of it have been used throughout the years. Uh, if you ever saw the video of me with Danny Kaye during the opening TV special, I can't stand to watch it, but uh, you'll see little bits of that film. And also, if you go online, uh, Marcus Short, God bless him, the man who's got all those wonderful video tributes, uh, his, uh, his tribute to the original Image Works has the film, it's called Dreamfinder Run, and you'll be able to see the picture of the film of me, first time I was ever in costume, running around Imagineering at high speed, um, looking at everything as it was being pulled together. Um, the part came together very, very slowly. Uh, I was there a couple weeks before, and to do some quick filming, we got to, I had the the Lunch and Employee Cafeteria, which at that time was Le Cellier. There was no other place for the employees to eat. How many dining credits was it? <laughs> and uh, then I went over to the French Pavilion, because they had just gotten in the first print of uh, Impressions de France, and got to sit there with the crew while they were staging it, and uh, they were pointing out things to me in the film, for example. Next time you're in there, you'll see all those uh, people on the bicycles right, going down the hill. That's the crew that made the movie. <laughs> and they have a wonderful shot where they're going on the boat down the Seine and there's this lovely young couple off to the side. That kid, the guy, is the director of Impressions, Impressions de France. Um, so they got to point all that out to me and um, when we opened the place, uh, the very night of the very first preview, I was standing in the French Pavilion. I was in the little store there. And there was nothing in the store under $125. I don't know who they thought was going to buy this stuff. It was exquisite art, sculpture, and like that, but it was all just beautiful, but nobody was going to buy it. The only other person in the building with me, standing in the room, was Ron Miller, Walt's son-in-law. And I said, how you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. He said, you going to buy anything? I said, not with what you're paying me. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, little technical glitches. Um, we were talking over the radio one day uh, that American Adventure was 101 because Susan B. Anthony wouldn't go down. <laughs> uh, I'm just reporting the news. I was in there one time and uh, Frederick Douglass never came up. Out of the, so the, the swamp scene came up in the swamp scene, and you could hear him talking, but it was like he was underneath the water. <laughs> Another time I was in there one time, he came up a scene too early, and he just sat there on his, on his raft, waiting for his cue, and then the thing started moving. And little things like that happened all the time, because you know, it was cutting-edge technology, we're trying, trying new things. Um, it was a very, very exciting time uh, to be a part of that, and uh, pulling it all together. I was... Uh, thrown into a costume and the wig beard and mustache. We didn't have the proper wig beards and mustaches. 
So everything was kind of cut out of women's wigs. And, and if you look at the early, very early pictures of Dreamfinder, that beard looks awfully sketchy. Uh, I went over to the uh, Imagination Pavilion the first time to check it out to try and find a place where I could take a break, where I could get get away from the crowds. And I'm like, yeah, there was a break room for the employees, but nothing for the Dreamfinder. So I had to search through the building. I finally found something upstairs in the image works behind. The electronic philharmonic, there was a utility corridor, and I found a, bill, a room in there that was a, an emergency room. It was there in case of a fire. This one room would not burn down. They could put people, uh, anybody who was in a wheelchair, they could wheel them into this room, and they could stay up there because they didn't want to take them downstairs. And, um, and there's a lot more of that story which you could read in my fabulous book. <laughs> which is available. Which is available. Uh, it has one right over there. And um, George. I've got a box full of them. I don't need them. <laughs> We don't need a visual aid. That's what they look like. And, uh, if or I can put it on the screen. No big deal. It's actually this side. It's the coffee table. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you can bring your copy to get it autographed, I love it. So there we go. Um, but uh, any, any questions? Just ask Ron. Anybody yeah, got a question? Who has a question? They got a question? Just ask Ron. He's sitting right here. <laughs> Oh, that was your book? Oh, you didn't have a question? No, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. That was like somebody handed it to me, but I just still have a pigment. No, it's just the way the pants are cut. Next question. Zing! I got one right over here. How long was your set average, and did your armor get tired inside of Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, the, the thing about Figment was he was not very well sculpted. He looked great from the outside, but if you had to wear him, he was a, he was a real challenge. I'll tell you why. Um, if you held your arm up comfortably at your side, it would look like Figment was going to fall forward and fall out of your arm. Now you got the false arm holding him here, right? So if you're holding him like this, it would look like he was going to fall out of your arm. So to hold him so he looked like you were actually supporting him, you had to bring your elbow forward. And then his jaw was too small for my thumb. So I had to tuck my thumb underneath in order to animate him. And so there was a, there was a couple of weeks there where my thumb would go numb when I was out there on set, um, or my arm would start to cramp up. I eventually got very used to holding it in this horribly uncomfortable position. In fact, when I do this to this day, I can still feel it in there. Um, but uh, the sets were 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off. Uh, we did about six a day. Uh, there were, uh, once we hit our stride, the ride was open. We had two green fighters on a day. We had an AM and, a, and a, an FM. And, uh, and uh, there was like there would be a time in the middle of the, of the day where there, you might see different dream finders. Um, we were very much on our own where we were because we were way the heck the other side of the park from the entertainment offices. So we never saw anybody watching us or judging us or directing us because nobody had ever done it before. So I got to kind of write my own book on it. It was one of the things that attracted me to it. And I wrote a book on it. <laughs> Um, what do you what do you think about how the character? I'm over here on. Um, <laughs> what about the character? Do you think clicked with people? Because he's like so beloved by everyone has these fond memories of yeah. the Dreamfinder. So what about the character? Do you think clicked with people? I think the thing that made him so memorable was the ride. Was the incredible backstory that Tony Baxter and his people created, where we came to identify with Figment so powerfully. We got to see Figment be created. And by the end of the ride, you were there with Figment, and he's surrounded by all the possibilities of the future, and we identified so totally with him. And that backstory is the thing, I think, that has stuck with people. The same way that 
uh, people today have this incredible loyalty to the Disney organization because of what Walt did while he was alive. And, the, and we were touched by the things Walt did. Now today, you look at the things that Disney does and 50% of the time they're wonderful. They're home runs and they're terrific. And then you get off the right in Norway. <laughs> and there is this bank of doors and you walk in and you go, oh, okay. Keep walking. 50% um, of the time is great. 50% of the time, not so much. Um, and Walt had the same thing going for him, but still the, we were touched by what he created and that has created a brand loyalty that I don't, it's, it's not gonna wear off for a long, long time. Same thing with Dreamfinder. And also you got also the fact that Figment is adorable, he's wild, he's not a, exactly a Disney character. He's more wild, he's more like a Tex Avery or a Warner Brothers character, the, even the way he looks. And of course the purple was a terrific idea. Um, do you know why, Alex, do you know why Figment is purple? No. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Figment was supposed to be green. Anybody know that? Yep, yep. Figment was supposed to be green, but green is the color of, color of Fujifilm. Yeah, so the Kodak wasn't going to stand for that. And actually, the color, uh, Figment's color is, the shade is called John Hench Purple, because that was a color that was created by John Hench. And, that he, and so there's a, there's a kind of tribute to him, they made Figment that color. Any other questions? Yeah, any other questions? Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that there were other dream finders besides yourself. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Um, are, are you still friends with him? Or have any acquaintances? Or the fellow you saw with Mr. With President Nixon is a good friend. Uh, that's Jim Green. And he's uh, still a good friend to this day. Uh, number two dream finder is Steve Taylor. He'll be appearing with me uh, tomorrow night um, in the, uh, the Tony Baxter. Uh, presentation at B23. Uh, Steve was the number two guy. He was the first one hired after me, and he's the one who lasted the 15 years. I'll take one more question. You're a creative force with Disney more than most people are aware of beyond just Dreamfinder. Um, what words of wisdom would you have for someone who wants to follow in those footsteps, both as a performer and also? in all the other arenas that make up your experience here with Disney? Ah. In my <laughs> The first thing to do is to get into the company. Anywhere. Doesn't matter. Sweep up. Doesn't run a ride. Anything. Get into the company. Get to know the company. Network within the company because the best possible way to get to know the company, the only way to get to know the company, is to get into the company. And take a look at the broad scope of things that are available for you and then get the hell out of the company. <laughs> because the good jobs, Disney, um, I mean, you might get promoted from within, but there's a lot of politics, and there's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of hazari that you have to go through. But the good jobs, the Imagineers, the performers and stuff like that, they hire people who can already do the job. I got hired, I was in wardrobe issue with Disneyland. 1970 for the Christmas parade. And then I saw Wally Bogue with the Golden Horseshoe Review and I went, I want to do that. And so I went to Magic Mountain and learned to do that. And I went to Universal and I learned how to do that. So 10 years later, when they held auditions for the Golden Horseshoe, I could walk in and be Wally Bogue. I could do what Wally did. And they went, oh, okay, you're hired. Put me right in. Dreamfinder, same thing. They were needed, they had a need 
for someone who could come in and make that character live. I had a background in puppetry and magic because I followed my bliss. I did the things that I was always interested in. I was always interested in magic and puppetry and performing and stuff like that. Um, if you want to be an Imagineer, get in, get to know the company, get out, and start building miniature rides. Start um, studying architecture and horticulture and all the things. You want to be a, a multi-purposed artist, but you want to keep dreaming of rides. I had a friend of mine who worked with me at Six Flags Magic Mountain. He ran the photo shop at Six Flags Magic Mountain, the old tin-type shop. And he used to build little miniature rides. His name's Larry Nicolai. He's now a senior ride designer with Imagineering. He designed a little mermaid ride. He did Sinbad in Tokyo. And whenever you see a drawing or a painting of Figment, that's Larry Nicolai. Um, as I say in the book, and this is so true, you're never given a dream without being given the power to make it come true. You may have to work for it, however. And so stick, stick to your dream, follow your bliss. And um, there are a lot of places to do this. Not just Disney, although, let's face it folks, the reason we're here tonight is because that's where our heart is. <laughs> and um, so, you know, so don't give up on it. But get in, get as much knowledge as you can. You know, we're all blessed with the internet world and, and all the sources that were out there looking at you, Mr. Yee. <laughs> people who, who are there and are there to teach us and train us and, and enlighten us and, you know, and, and it's all out there, it's all out there online. I had to go walking through the park with a cassette recorder in my hand at Disneyland in the 1970s to get this stuff, but it's all out there online. And then exercise your own imagination. Well, that was a point. Yes, it was. Now, before we close this out, I, I wanted, we wanted to, you know, we love Ron, and we love the character of Dreamfinder, and he made such a, an impact on our childhoods. Um, a lot of you guys, I don't know if you know this, but if you watch the show, you know you know about the windows on Main Street, and that's one of the biggest honors that somebody that works for the company can do. Now, Ron, um, we, we, we did something for you that, you know, we, I don't know if you are eligible to get a window on Main Street, but we wanted to give you our own uh, window on Cunico Weekly's Main Street to uh, honor you. Um, He's such a great guy. We love you, and we wanted to do something nice for you. Oh, that's incredible. Thanks a lot. I'm I'm just amazingly touched. This is this means so much to me. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't know why that switched. I'm sorry. I keep doing that for some reason. Anyway, that's a birthday cake with a uh, figment on it. It's uh, it was Ron's birthday a couple of days ago. Um, Say happy birthday. I think we should sing you happy birthday, Ron. Uh, no, with the less. So I think it'd be nice if we sing Ron happy birthday. We can say, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, thirty. <laughs> Twice over. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Ron, happy birthday to you. We still have a good night.
joining us tonight. Uh, we're still going to be here till 9.30, I think. Oh, oh. Time. If this one's louder, use this one. Okay. Well, first, that was an amazing presentation. So, Jeff, 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 and Jeff, congratulations to you guys. Congratulations on this week's anniversary is the 36th. 38th. 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 I don't want to... 36th or 38th. 36th. 38th. 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 38th